You know the one movie they didn't spoof in this? What? Die Hard. Uh, yeah. Big screen TVs. They're brilliant. I'm Paul LED. I'm always ready for jokes. <laughs> always ready. Was that a tagline for the movie? He's always ready for funnies. It was a good line from, from the film, actually. Oh, holy shit. He, I look forward to finding out about this good line from the film. Yeah. I can tell you now. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um. Well, he's, he's, he's in the helicopter and they say, are you ready? And he goes, you ready, WD-40? I never felt more ready in my life. And then Ah. paper goes goes everywhere. In addition to being a good joke, it's also the first, which Mm. um, might set people up for a fall. Yeah. Quite literally. Much like the intro to this week's episode. (laughs) It might completely change your expectations, but no, that is the energy (laughs) level we're working at. Expectations (laughs) met. Now it is the Tick. end. <laughs> it is the end of a decade, so we're back to our little stretch of regular episodes. Don't get too many of them to the pan. Yeah, don't go expect any more of these. No, we get to do these every two months. We do this for us. In the 170s, uh, we had a bunch of older movies, um, and so we reviewed three up-to-date 2020 pieces of heartbreak back then, and we got mm. to have a very interesting look into some of the problems facing modern cinema. Here's a clip. <laughs> So, with the three regular episodes ahead of us now, we're going to watch some films from our own personal sweet spot. Late 90s and early noughties bollocks. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Check those bollocks. Love that era. And what says life cycle of the N64 better than Leslie Nielsen's Spy Hard? <laughs> Move over, James. Leslie Nielsen is... Let me guess. You are Dick Steele. Agent WD-40. Tell me about you. Well, I like loose-fitting clothes, and I drive a 69 Pinto. He's on a mission so secret... That's a very powerful flamethrower. <laughs> even he doesn't know what he's doing. The many polygonous man. We all remember the Spy Hard video game, the spoof of Goldeneye, uh, where you spend a surprising amount of time reenacting scenes from Bonnie and Clyde. And you just realise that slappers mode on Goldeneye was better than anything any spoof could have achieved. <laughs> slappers mode on Spy Hard was um, tricky. We just slapped the horse dick away from that rich couple. It was a, a very involved video game for its time. Viz levels of um, slappers. Yeah, it's that's not what Nintendo. You want. Always innovating. Yes, we are wading back into the murky waters of parody films. The director is Rick Friedberg, a kind of fringe character in this incestuous family of parody films that we've seen. This appears to be the only spoof film he directed, although he did make two comedy golf videos with Leslie Nielsen. That's brilliant. Oh, Someone yeah. give this guy I a saw... budget. Did you see one? I saw a clip of that on... Um, oh, wow. This morning, I was, I was getting lost in, in video in Leslie Nielsen interviews because <laughs> he was a wonderful man. And it, on Conan man. O'Brien, he was on selling this video. And, um, <laughs> oh, my God. It looks, it looks all right. 
but um, it did have one of the issues of uh, of latter Leslie Nielsen things in that he oh, was yeah. emoting. Oh, I hate that. That's exactly yeah. the opposite of how you get Leslie Nielsen to work. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was written by Friedberg himself and a guy named Dick Chudnow, uh, who is also an outlier. Ooh. And it was written by two other people. Oh? You see, Rick, F- Rick Friedberg might not be a big name, but he has a son. Yes, nepotism has a role to play in this story of bullshit and avarice. In this dark tale. In this dark tale. Because whilst filming Bad Golf made easier with Leslie Nielsen, Rick showed Nielsen his son's script for a spy movie, and that's how this started. That son's name? Jason Friedberg and Aaron Seltzer somehow. Oh. Easily the two worst offenders when it comes to bad movie, bad parody movies. You might recognize their work's date movie, Meet the Spartans, Disaster Movie, and previous OGT offender, Epic Shit. Movie. Shit. Holy yep. fuck. Yep, it's his dad! And he wrote it, and this was his oh, first. Christ. Yeah. The movie movie pair were due to direct a parody of Star Wars recently, but have not been seen since 2017. Star Wars went on to parody itself with Rise of Skywalker, but who knows what foul machinations Friedberg Jr. and Seltzer are machinating. They machinate the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> you know what? This is pretty good. Let's release it as episode nine. <laughs> but what about the bit where we parody Footloose? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it saves me, J.J. Abrams, a lot of work. <laughs> Anything to not direct a film, I fucking hate it. <laughs> Does Jason Friedberg have a, a writing credit? On Spy Hut? He does. Fantastic. Yeah, he wrote it. He literally wrote the thing, and then, uh, w- presumably with his friend, Aaron Seltzer, because they, you know, pair Jude, and then uh, pair credited together in that and way. And then the other two, Dick Chudnow and the director, his dad, um, just did clean up. Corrected all the spelling stuff. mistakes yeah. and, and took out the jokes that a 10-year-old <laughs> would make. How old was Jason Friedberg in, um, at this moment in time? I think 20s. Mid-20s. Fantastic. Had he seen? Yeah, brilliant. Had he seen a comedy before this? <laughs> no, but he saw a whole bunch of movies that summer, and he was very keen to steal some of their best I can scenes. Do this. Oh God, what what are they up to now? We can only fear. But before that, let's fear Spy Hard. Critics did. <laughs> Robert Roten over at Laramie Movie Scope said most of the humor falls flatter than Steve Forms' t- flat tax pitch. Oh, take that! That's as topical as a as a spoof movie from the nineties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that reference has aged as well as half this fucking movie. Oh Christ! Well, the public, on the other hand, did some soul searching and decided that they love this. The slags, Payman Adel Dowsty Hart, huh. over on Google, uh, a character from a nursery rhyme. Don't say it three times in a mirror, or we'll appear behind you. <laughs> Said this is a movie that takes the blue out of life and brings joy into life. It is a parody movie about Clint Eastwood movies and how making love can be gross. It's none of that. None of, that, none of those <laughs> none things of that. are that. Um, <laughs> it didn't take the blue out of life? <laughs> I have no blue in life, Paul. All you have to do is just, just reject blue. And um, <laughs> the more blue. you say it. <laughs> no blue. I'm sick of blue. Yeah, Eiffel 64? No! Get the fuck <laughs> out of here with your blue. Come back when you're ready to sing about a different man. We're a different plan. Is that the the 64-bit era version of Eiffel 65? Oh, fuck off. I can never remember what those cunts are called. <laughs> this is our new song, Pilot Wings. <laughs> they were the prototype. They got through 64 Eiffels. 
before they were ready to to go with this sound that they found. It was worth it. Now, member of the public Marcia Gay Harden, Ooh. who coincidentally Ooh. played the female lead in this film, okay. uh, said, Ugh, I hated doing that movie. It was, I thought, going to be an opportunity to have a lot of fun. But it was just chaos and not so much fun. <laughs> and not so funny. I mean, Leslie was great, but it was really his show, and it was just very chaotic. Behind schedule, over budget. People mention her to me, but I've all I've never really seen the movie. All I know is that she was supposed to be sexy, and I don't know if she even was. Okay. I like her referring to the character as her. Yeah. Like, like she's alive, you know, out there, and that she only inhabited her. It's a very thespian thing to do, which I quite enjoy. That was a curveball. Spy hard. That had me guessing, like a like a proper spy thriller. <laughs> Who's Who working she? for who? <gasps> Aaron Seltz. Whatever. <laughs> Sir. Sir. <laughs> Sir, please, oh, you're not allowed on set anymore. <laughs> Holy fuckly, we have three three men and a foreman. Christ. We've got first of all the voice of Brad Garrett, who was friend plane in planes, fat Casper in Casper, and short Rancor Guard in Short Rancor Guard, a spy hard story. Yes, there we go. Nell did wonder. And he said, Is that is that <laughs> the fat ghost from Casper? Yeah. <laughs> sure is. Move. Don't try anything funny. It's excellent man Brad Garrett. <laughs> and, and, then, and then I went, I don't, what, do, what do you mean, divorce? <laughs> what do I marry? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to marry you and divorce you, you prick. <laughs> Bond girl, Talissa Soto, who was <laughs> the wife and ballistic wife versus Sever, <laughs> was Princess Katana in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Good stuff. I love that. And here plays Seductress in Hotel Room. That was her. The yeah. act was here. <laughs> she had a name, right? Why is she credited as Seductress um, in Hotel Room? Wasn't that... Um... Yeah, it was Mischievous. Ah, general general Mischievous. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I was just I, I was at this point in the film where I was saying, do they just have the same lady playing all the ladies in this? Because they, they yeah, all have they, a certain Yeah, look. that is an issue. <laughs> oh, Oops. fucking hell. Uh, yeah, and it just really shows off the great veil- the great roles that were available to ladies in the 90s. <laughs> it was either Ripley or this. Oh, I missed one. John the Crypt Keeper Cassia, who was additional voices in the Emoji movie, Crypt Keeper <laughs> in Casper, in the cameo, and oh. was Rancor Guard at Intercom in Sprybard. So, <laughs> I don't know who that was. Intercom? No, no idea, but... Oh, yes it is. At the very beginning he comes up and he's like, Sir, there's a situation or something. Oh, okay. Wow! Wow! You're in the bin. Can't believe that was the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, free to a man. Free in a bush. Free. Free. Yo. Films are shit, mate. And yes, Leslie Nielsen is a foreman. Utterly inevitable. So what's, what's his... I've got three in my head. I've this got is hilarious. This I wonder... Because last time... Last time he came up, you forgot one of the Leslie Nielsen films, and it was only a few episodes ago, so let's yeah, see if you've no, forgotten rem- the same I one. I remember this now. I think I've, I've yeah. forgotten the same one. Bear with me a minute. I can get this. I can get this. We won't what cut is any it? of Spy this. Hard? This is, this is for the other. Spy Hard, superhero movie, and Soul Man. Soul Man. You've forgotten yeah. the same it, one again. It's the same one. Give me a give minute. Me just give me a minute. Stop pressuring me. <laughs> um, I like the way that your immune system has just pushed all memory of this film out of your head. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, yeah, Christ. It's Surf Ninjas. Look. Yes, it is Surf Ninjas. Look, that, this, this was a point when Baby Beard was just five Australian men, 17 Australian <laughs> men who sounded exactly the same. That's all they were to us. They hadn't diversified at that point. 
they hadn't wriggled their way into our hearts and minds yet. No. They were just a bunch of Australian blokes that we hated. <laughs> just, oh God, if, if, they, if they do another podcast with us, drunk out of their cluffs on Fosters, <laughs> what, what are we going to do for? We're going to have to cluff them up. Anyway, let's see who remembers our segment. Oh, what a lovely score. Where's that theme? Um, oh, we left it under, under here. <laughs> Great, now it's gotten loose. (laughs) That's another thing for the people of Melbourne to worry about. The soundtrack is by Bill Conti. I know that name. Yes, the Rocky guy. Oh, great. Yeah, he did all the Rockies. Oh, Um, he did that. Yeah, that's the one. He did that. Great. (laughs) He also did the music to another rubbish spoof film with Leslie Nielsen, Wrongfully Accused, which I genuinely forgot about until preparing for this episode. I saw that more than once when I was a kid. Utterly inevitable. I didn't, I've never heard of that, I don't think. It's um, a parody of The Fugitive, amongst other things. Oh, great. Yeah, great, brilliant. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> Spinehard is 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, 25% on Metacritic, and made a modest profit. Okay. So, Paul, you fudlacker. Yes. What's one thing about Spyhard that made you want to beat up a worthless facsimile of a child actor? Yeah, look, that did happen. And I do think <laughs> any any time spent inflicting pain on... You know, not even just uh, Sats Macaulay Culkins, mm. but <laughs> Sats. the lead star of Dennis the Menace. Bespoke, improvised Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. The kid, he was also the kid from Rushmore. Ah. There you go. I, I looked that up and went, oh, Rushmore's a good film. <laughs> and that's the one better thing. So, Paul, how can people find out about <laughs> One Good Thing? They, they, can go, they, can, they can rewind to the beginning of this episode because there is actually a, the whole one for you guys to check oh. out. <laughs> you did it. You did it with your brains. I don't know why I'd record that before it happened. Tenet. Anyway, <laughs> we start this movie with a play on the Bond theme, and I swear to God, once it starts playing, I actually paused the movie and didn't come back for six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I just left. I just left the room when that happened. You had a wank over all co- previous Bonds. <laughs> all collectively, of my sense of shame. Oh, look, it's Mr. T. I feel like I'm going to be making a lot of notes like that. <laughs> Spice World-esque is going to be one of those. Yeah. Paul, what's happening? What's happening in Spy Hard at this stage? Oh, Christ. Well, Spy Hard is starring <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. I thought Paul, you were going to call Leslie Nielsen him. Spy Hard. Spy Hard is parachuting <laughs> into... Spy Hard is Dick Steele, WD-40. Great. Hilarious. Um, which, I didn't, which I didn't get as a kid, and it's not funny now. <laughs> um... Movie summarized. <laughs> he's... Yeah, he's parachuting in from um from a, a flying machine from a fantastic flying machine i've never seen anything um, like it general i think mr t was powering no. it with oh. his with his just being Mi- mr t says i pity the fool who doesn't phone home and he <laughs> leslie nielsen jumps out of the helicopter yeah he pours himself a lovely drink and then he and then he pisses oh, f- with, a, with a cigar let's love it let's not talk about all the jokes because yeah. we're gonna run out of good things <laughs> you say to on. yourself um <laughs> so, sometimes i just gotta give yourself a little bit of yeah. Too much funny in one brain pool. I've got to separate <laughs> into different personalities. Okay, can I leave? Um, if you want. You've, you've earned it. Oh, thanks, man. All right, so, so it's just me, hey? Okay. Finally, I can do the podcast I want to do. <laughs> Here's how to get the best out of your cro- crochet. <laughs> turn, turn, turns out I do need the, like, the, the scrutinizing looks and, and heavy judgment <laughs> <laughs> that comes consistently from you. Damn, 
<laughs> just well, a constant what the fuck are you doing face. <laughs> yeah. It helps me like revise what I'm doing as I'm doing it. Without that, it's just well, it's spy hard, isn't it? It is. So he fights General Rancor. Oh, oh no. General Rancor is pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's basically bad Austin Powers, but was it before Austin Powers? Yes, this is pre-Austin Powers. This is, yeah, Austin Powers' Orangers story. Yeah, it's, damn. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he comes in, he saves a woman. Saves um, a woman, I think. No, he doesn't. Kind of. I don't think he no, saves he a woman. He, he's... he meets with a woman who's already there on the ground. She's a fellow agent. That's it. Barbara yes. Dahl, if I remember correctly. Barbara Dahl. Oh, no, that's the um, daughter's name. The Roll Dahl. Roll Dahl is her name. The music guy <laughs> um, demonstrates that he's really going to have his work cut out for him in this production. Nielsen gives gives Doll a, a slight punch on the jaw, and I wonder if I'm watching an edited version because I really remember her spitting out some teeth afterwards when I was a kid, and oh, that really? joke happened. Yeah, I thought that was it. You know, he gives her uh-huh. a little nudge on the jaw in like a reassuring way, and then she spits out a tooth. Yeah, but that didn't happen. So weird. It could be. It could be either answer. But he <laughs> he stops General Rancor. Yes, played by Andy Griffith. Yes, it is I, good old General Rancor. I'm back, big as life and twice as ugly. Rob Dog goes right off a cliff. A, uh, <laughs> what yeah. reference is this? They're hanging from a cliff. Hang- oh, fucking cliffhanger was the trailer. So I think it happens there. Also, Ace Ventura, pet detective. So we try very hard to get some gags working, and I feel like that's also a note I'm going to be making a lot. Oh, thank God. Weird Al Yankovic is here. <laughs> <laughs> thank fuck. Thank with Christ. His song. Yeah, he's here to perform the song that you'll be thinking of for the next few days. A man of intrigue, he lives for the thrill. Always has places to go and people to kill. By the way, if you walked in late, allow me to reiterate the name. Yeah, and we have the line, he's got a great dental plan, as we zoom into his nose. Which does make me wonder if the people directing know what a dental means. I just, <laughs> I just wouldn't put it past them at this stage. But also, well, <laughs> fat people. Some of the women oh, are fat. Fantastic. So funny. I love that. I, I think that sort of thing's great. Well, Rob Dahl's dead. Yeah. And, <laughs> she and, is. And after that, Leslie Nielsen is he's so cut up. He can, he can barely maintain an erection. Yeah. He's struggling. He kills this seductress in hotel who's who's out to get him. Yeah, the f- Russian Scottish thing. agent who's there. Yeah. Oh, I leave Mr. Steele. It's your life I'm worried about. I am Russian, the agent. <laughs> even broad strokes even for spoof comedy. Oh Christ. Um beep, yeah. beep you make. He he gets rid of her, he does some other things, yeah. he, he mugs around a bit. It's 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 really hard to do the plot for this one, yeah. because this, and this, this is what I've learned after two, two, three years of doing this. After 30 <laughs> years on the game. Man and boy. Yeah, man and boy. Man and boy. Dogs. Um, it's, <laughs> it's just, 
A, nothing really happens in it. B, the jokes are all bad <laughs> yeah. and unmemorable. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I wasn't sitting there writing down all the jokes that didn't work because if I was doing <laughs> that, I'd have stubs for hands. Yeah. Let me have a go. Let me have a go. So, right. first of all, I noticed that the film is helpfully making sound effects for me to look at the screen when there's a joke happening because you wouldn't want the, no- <laughs> the audience to miss any. Hi, Mr. Good morning, Mrs. Hutton-Walker. Watch out. Oh. 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 You all right? Thank God the guy from Rocky is here to point this all out to us. We get some of the jokes from the airplane movies. What are they? A series of really good parody movies from the 1980s, but that's not important right now. We um we get a briefing. There's a bunch of guys talking about Drebin. I'm going to keep calling him Drebin. Yeah. Fuck it. Talking about Drebin. Um, they're, they're talking about Leslie Nielsen. And one of the guys there, is he doing an impression of Kennedy? Have you forgotten what happened the last time steel was placed in the line of fire? Thank God our president was one hell of a good swimmer. But why? Yeah. Well, what the fuck? It's, it's worth pointing out that this is the mayor from Spin City. Is um, he? Holy shit, it's so the mayor it from is. Spin City. My God, I didn't even... Why is he doing Kennedy? I don't know. We did... I had to check... Read up and just make sure that Dan Castellaneta was the voice of Mayor Quimby. Because um, if not, it's like, oh, maybe it's just this guy's crazy voice. And it just so happened that he sounded like um, Kennedy. Yeah, they're all doing Kennedy and it's just nonsense. But but no, it's it's him and he's doing Kennedy. He's not playing the president. No, he's, he's not. just a guy really in security a... to be like a foil. Yeah. Like, oh, that bloody maverick, Nielsen. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a yeah. good thing he is here because he can segue into our In the Line of Fire parody. Remember that? That's an enduring American classic. I literally have no idea what you just said. <laughs> it's a very good um, film with John Malkovich and Clint Eastwood that no one remembers. And there was no chance of people remembering either. Even even then, when even just now when I said it, I don't remember it now. I've forgotten it since then. <laughs> I've forgotten who I am, thanks to <laughs> saying that the name of that film. But look, um, Paul, yeah, Leslie Nielsen is well known for his deadpan delivery, so let's just have him fucking gurn his way through this prick. Yeah, it's it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. He's, he sits opposite opposite sexy lady number four. Yeah, um, pulling faces as as. Tronky. Who's this? The, the fucking <laughs> composer? Uh, fucking Bill Roti. I don't know. Something. Bill. Bill. Bill Nye. Bill, Bill Nye. <laughs> Bill Conti. Conti on Thames. Conti or Canty? Um, as he stands with a like a Frank style Foley set, just knocking things that yeah. he thinks are analogous to Leslie Nielsen raising eyebrows. <laughs> And, and, and pulling faces. That was a nightmare. This is this is incidentally after a blockbuster video reference. I can't believe this is twenty five years old. It could easily be thirty. <laughs> I guess the bicycle scene from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is a safer bet for parody. <laughs> At least it's been a few years. Or at least we know people remember it. Like, yeah, I guess if you're spoofing, you want to just let the leaves settle a bit <laughs> and go, is this going to be an, an, en- an enduring classic? Yeah. Is anyone going to know what the or, fuck or, or, this is? 
But, oh, Christ. Anyway, there's... Imagine, like, if getting a phone booth reference. Yeah. <laughs> go, oh, I kind of... Oh, yeah. I really liked it when it came out, but... Yeah, I really li- I'm sure no, a lot of I've people really liked In the Line of Fire, but then it just sank into the water yeah. like a perfect shit. Or no ripples. <laughs> and it just... Uh, anyway, just before the scene of him gurning with the love interest of the film, he does get onto an airplane, and we have a scene with a bad airplane guy that happens and then stops happening at a certain point. And he effectively deals with him. Is he is he sp- supposed to be an oaf? Is he doing this by accident, or is this that one on purpose? I think that one's on purpose, because of audience surrogacy. But also, it's just yeah. really badly paced. It just kind of stops after that. And yeah. he's then immediately in a different scene with Lady. They gurn for a bit, and then he gets to his boss's office, because he's still heading for the first briefing. And it's time for some farting. <laughs> Oh, and Michael Jackson is here for no reason at all. Garble! <laughs> Not again. They really are finding themselves, aren't they? Those two writers, <laughs> they're figuring it out as we're watching. They're figuring out that golden fucking formula. <laughs> the golden ratio that reveals all the universe. It's all fucking right here in that inexplicable Michael Jackson appearance. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he, he, he speaks a bit to um, to the, the director of whatever the fuck it is that he works for, Police Squad. Police Squad. <laughs> Police Squad International. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then he um, he gets, he, he meets up with his, um, geez, yeah, I, I make two really big leaps here. He meets up with his handler, who's this kind of guy in a cab. And then... yeah. Then gets warned about a seductress and gets driven to where the seductress is. Because yeah. fuck it. Um, but you know what, Paul? <laughs> this film isn't racist enough for me. <laughs> well, you know, have you, ever, have you heard of these people called the Chinese? Um, I'm aware of them. Aware of them. Well, probably the three things you know about them could be encapsulated by Leslie Nielsen in a scene. Why? <laughs> And that could be funny. Oh, yeah. If it's broad enough. I, like, well, because if, you, if you're sat there going, is this Chinese or Japanese? Boom, it's not racist anymore. Exactly. If you don't know for sure, you can't put yeah. a pin in it and say, yeah, that's definitely what that is. Then it's not racist. It's just confusing. Because then it's the George Lucas defense of, <laughs> well, it says a lot more about you. <laughs> oh, you think that's what Chinese people are like, is it? Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> now, how do we then... A lot happens... And Frank, well, or nothing happens, more specifically. Other movie references happen. But um, eventually he ends up on a bus, where, where, driven by actual Ray Charles. Mm, nice dress. <laughs> Next stop, Sunset Boulevard. I guess it's Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, actual Ray Charles. Yeah, best make full use of having the credibility to get real celebrities whilst you can, boys. <laughs> Pretty soon you have to deal with awful uh, imitators. The Wayans. The Wayans in various fat suits to be a Ray Charles. But it, it was nice because I went, fucking yeah. hell, that Ray Charles impression is... is <laughs> I was actually Ray Charles. <laughs> well, fuck I guess me, fuck I guess. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Paul, how do we work this parody of speed into the story? The time for such pedestrian concerns are well behind us now. They really, really are finding themselves. <laughs> it turns out all you have to do is just write it and it will happen. You just do it. And the same deal happens for a Pulp Fiction parody shortly after, which just screams to the audience, we stop trying. You should too. Oh, Dick, I am so worried about my father. What shall we do, huh? What shall we do? 
we are keen. We are so keen to make this our thing and make it work, yeah. you know? You know? You know? <sighs> that was really the first time <sighs> I cringed. Yeah, I was really, really embarrassed by that. But look, more gurning later and What's-Her-Name gets captured. And we are halfway <laughs> through this film. <laughs> and it gets very tiring from this point on because every scene that starts... I have seen this when I was a kid. I saw this a yeah, few times. So multiple times every scene, when I was a kid. Yeah. So every scene that starts, it's like, oh, fuck me, I forgot that we do True Lies. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, Airplane still had character in a story movie. Oh, there's an E.T. reference in the Speed reference, by the way. Within oh, it the is, speed yeah. Reference. They do Love the, the, that. The bus. Toofer. With the moon in the background. Yeah. Amblin. Got that one for free, mate. <laughs> Just for you, son. And he tucks a dollar bill into your cleavage. That's this movie. This is the movie that's tucking dollar bills into your cleavage. But then you look and it's not even dollar bills. It's his phone number. Ugh. And you don't even have tits. You lost <laughs> them in tucking it into your opening chest. <laughs> anyway, as the movie draws attention to one of the very few subtle gags it had going in the film, the recurring gag of the guy showing up in different cars each time. Yeah. We get a nice bit of dialogue to address that now. We get driven to a Home Alone parody. This guy's one of our top agents. He's most capable. Oh, great. Oh. A precocious kid should help us get on board with this. None, none of it is good, Paul. No, no, it's, it's really bad. And uh, look, let's, let's stop for a second. I'm just going to say this. Sister Act. Oh, yeah. That's as much work as they fucking did. Yeah. Sister Act, fuckers. You know you make me want to take my heels up and... Because it's in the fucking film now. Moving on, 20 minutes left. Just sister act. <laughs> Fuck it. This is great. This is flying by. I'm having fun. I take a break for an hour. Yeah. Which <laughs> did me a lot of good, but unfortunately for you, it did give me renewed energy to take notes. Oh no. <laughs> we get a challenger disaster sex joke. And I just <laughs> I just write down the scene where Nielsen is talking about what love is and she gets turned on and has sex with him. What the fuck was that? What was the joke? What was the point? Uh, Let me tell you about love, mm. Veronique. Love is a dewdrop on a rose petal. Mm. Love is a drop of rain, pure and shimmering and trembling. So moist, so wet. Mm. And those tiny little drops of love come together, gathering up broken buds and fallen flowers. And dirt, and dumb, and deer droppings, flowing faster and faster, outward to the sea, onward and onward. What was I missing? I don't. I don't know. It's very similar to a bit in Naked Gun, actually. Um, well, a speech, anyway. So maybe they thought of that and went, "Oh, we'll but reference this." If he was, I feel like a Naked Gun, and it, I think I know the bit you mean. He's talking about. Something really banal or ridiculous, and she gets really turned on. I think it was the breakdown of his first marriage, in fact, in the first Naked Gun. No, I'm I'm thinking of the speech at the end when he's um saying how much he loves loves Thingo when she's been activated to murder him. It was just just oh, the speech, right. not the actual, not the sex bit. Yeah, no, the sex um, bit I think is a thing where, the thing where he's like talking about his wife falling yeah. out of a balloon or something, and she's like, "Could you?" Uh, the worst. <laughs> that was. That might have been them trying to do that bit. Maybe they yeah. saw Naked Gun and didn't get any of the jokes, but just thought, let's just do that. 
people are laughing at this they're they're sitting there (laughs) joker style laughing at the wrong moments oh crap yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is they're they're very reminiscent of joker i feel (laughs) this is a this is a movie written by the joker um but look we, we head to the climax they head to the island of general rancor and the writer's really push the limit of a joke funny enough to end a scene on. Some people think walking down the street muttering to yourself is crazy. I'll tell you what crazy is. Crazy is walking down the street with half a candle upon your head saying, I'm a hamster. I'm a hamster. That's crazy. Like, they're exploring <laughs> dangerous new territory here. They really they really push the meaning of every single one of those words. <laughs> let me, let me, okay, let me try this. There's a dinosaur. <laughs> Again, yeah. that's as much work as they did. Rambo and Commando. Ah, here you go. Fuck it. Hulk Hogan is here. <laughs> Probably the first time I ever saw Hulk Hogan as a kid, so that was confusing. Oh, good. And is that Dr. Joyce Brothers? Yeah. I think I only know her from parodies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what she was. Yeah, that's that's definitely her. That was, that was kind yeah. of okay. <laughs> the secretary's then, here, the one who she was there. I think that's her, isn't it? I don't think so. I think the women, the, the many identical women in this are the love interest, the assassin who has changed sides again, and Barbara Doll's daughter, and or Barbara Doll because I can't remember who she is. Oh Christ! Um, those are the, the three assassin. women who are here. I think it might have been the assassin because she changes side. That was mischievous slash seductress at hotel. Oh, that was her. But I think so. Yeah. Oh, you see the problem here. Listen to home. That was it's... Katana. Christ, it has been Jesus. really difficult to keep on top of this one. Oh, fuck me. But look, the movie gets really awkward, and it's not been funny, but there's a solid minute where Ke- where um the Kennedy impersonator comes in and interrupts Nielsen's victory speech yeah. when no one knows what to do, and they just kind of stand around for a while. Great country, because any moron All can... right, everyone, drop your guns. I'm uh, taking over. Deal. Get down from there. See, come on. We have to go. Now. Oh. Come on. Come on. I wasn't finished. Oh, great. Hurry up. Just move it. This weird. They, but they had to end. Look, Gen- General Rancor gets shot into space, and we are mercifully spared any time that would normally be spent wrapping up loose ends and it's just over jackie chan wins the fight end credits <laughs> the end he hit the guy in the ball so hard that his <laughs> wife came back to him and now <laughs> everything's fine <laughs> yeah great. God, i love the shaw brothers so paul how was spy hard oh fuck me what a fucking mess yeah what a it was disappointing a... ridiculous mess i was so upset it was embarrassing i felt embarrassed for all of the actors Bad yeah. comedy is just unbearable, and I did not expect this to be so bad. No. Because we both saw it when we were kids, and I remembered it. I just lumped it in. I just lumped it in with, like, Airplane and, yeah. you know, when you're a kid, I guess you just don't discern the cadence is there, and so it kind of makes you just think it's funny. Yeah. You know, as, as a kid, I was I was into the gurning and the, the stupid sound effects, because yeah. that was just part of Leslie Nielsen for me. That- and I didn't. Well, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't appreciate that Nielsen in all of his best films is not like that. Yeah. He's very straight faced and deadpan. Yeah. The the worst performances of his are the ones where, yeah, he's he's being directed by people who don't get it and who are telling him to yeah. act up more and like it's it's so charming in in watching interviews with him where he actually cracks a smile because it's so 
you're so not used to it uh, in all of yeah, his performances. Exactly. To, to see that yeah. he actually feels emotion is, is a really wonderful thing. <laughs> and then to see, to see him in this, it is just kind of sad because yeah. it's, it's just not... It's not him. It's not what he's best at. And, you know, I remember the first movie that I disliked of his was Mr. Magoo, which I think was 2001, uh, okay. if I remember correctly. And that's that's when I sort of turned on, on Leslie Nielsen and decided, oh, this isn't working for me anymore. And yeah. then there was a sort of period before i was able to come back and say like, oh no the early stuff's great wow 97 that's a lot earlier than i thought so yeah late 90s but that's the same year as that's the year after this so yeah yeah he went through an awkward period clearly similar period to inspector gadget right it just yeah, seems to be that kind is. of it's in your face humor how can we use cgi for funny <laughs> cut to <laughs> matthew broderick yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and also I feel like Jim Carrey had a negative impact, unfortunately, because yeah. he came in with all of his energy, made the mask, his you know, and Ace Ventura, yeah. and everyone was like, oh, that's funny. Oh, I see. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what funny is. Let's do that. But, but no, it's only it's the kind of funny that one particular guy can, can bring to it. <laughs> He's good at it. Leslie Nielsen is not, cannot be crammed into that mold. But <sighs> speaking of molds, it's really interesting because... The problems of Friedberg and Seltzer, which would become overwhelming later on, are here. Yeah. They are here. But this is much more in the mold of good parodies. A mold that the shit twins would eventually drop entirely in order to make things like Epic Movie, which is essentially shapeless. There is no yeah, mold. Yeah, true. This is airplane shaped. It's naked gun shaped. Yes. And is therefore very revealing because it's kind of like if you went up to Stuart Lee or a live Bill Hicks and said, tell a joke. Yes. You know, let's see you'd be funny in a, in a traditional standard format. And th- therefore, this movie is Friedberg and Seltzer repeatedly just trying to tell a joke. Yeah. And to me, it reveals why in their later career, they're going to depend so heavily on movie references and vulgarity because they're just not funny. Yeah. They can't write quality gags like Abrahams and the Zuckers could in things like Airplane. Yeah. You know, it's just emba- it's just embarrassing how many of the jokes just fall flat. I mean, this is the thing. After watching this, Nell hadn't seen um, oh, Spy man. Hard, Hot Shots, Part the uh, Airplane. So we spent yeah. the last couple of days just going through them. Still got Airplane to watch, but um, just... That's the, the best it, one. It's, That's my favourite one. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling it might be. Um, I think mm. Hot Shots wasn't quite as good as I remembered. because um, No, it, 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 I was... It, it lapses into um, pathetic humor sometimes where you just think oh yes. it's very it, it dates very easily i think it's like oh star wars yes. reference i can see how that would have been funny at the time but, yeah um, but also just why why have they just suddenly gotten lightsabers out and it's just yes it's, it's yeah. a little bit like this style of humor so yeah yeah it's it's, it's a bit um what's, what's the word naff at times but yeah. um but with with naked gun it's like yeah. it's all in the delivery it's so many good performances in naked gun priscilla presley was fucking perfect for that role as well yep. as leslie nielsen they worked together beautifully but so good and, and everyone mm. everyone brought something to it it's like the the line i sent you the other day the other day you're you're lying on top of the queen with her legs wrapped around your waist and they call it news that's george it's... kennedy he's really good in those and he's yeah. a dramatic actor he was in like cool hand luke and really good stuff and then you know here he's just so funny as frank not your desk <laughs> but then so was leslie nielsen right he was a dramatic actor and then suddenly yeah he was yeah he's 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 found that his his niche is delivering unfunny things in an unfunny way yeah he's he's um, even creep show playing the villain god it's um it's crazy oh, it's very and, interesting. but this, this is it the jokes the jokes are incredible is my yeah my point and everything is, is jokes sculpted. Are great. Yeah. it's precise yes absolutely so take for example 
the silencer joke, which is very early on and was for me the first sign of trouble. Yes. The joke is Andy Griffith says, this guy's not talking, you know, take him out yeah. and shoot him. And it's a mime. Yeah. So first of all, uh, he's not talking because he's a mime. Then, prominently, we zoom in on Andy Griffith's face as he says, And when you shoot him, use the silencer. Yeah. Then we cut outside, and the guy, the guys have a very big gun. It's like a Browning M2 machine gun. Yeah. And a guy gets a pillow and covers mm. the muzzle with the pillow, and the guy gets shot through the pillow. Yes. Now, that takes up, in total, about five seconds, or maybe even ten mm. seconds of screen time, which may not seem like much, but it's... You compare it to, like, the quick-fire style of airplane or something, that is time that you would reserve for a prestige joke. Like, something that yes. needs time to build up and pay off. Like, you know, Ted Stryker telling stories that end up with people killing themselves. Yeah. It's, you know, it's something you need time for. And what is that? What is that they use a pillow to silence the gun? Is it just yeah. that you'd think they'd use something better than a pillow and they haven't? That's pretty weak. I think the, the issue for me was when I, when I saw that joke... First mm. off, I did. I quite liked the mime reveal with the timing. I thought, oh, that was yeah, it's quite good actually. And then I, mm. but then when Andy Griffith says use the silencer, I was expecting it to be a background detail at that point. Yeah, I, I thought it was just going to be in. Like my memory of it is this played out in the distance, and if you looked mm. extra hard, you would see them <laughs> padding a yeah. pillow and putting it around the gun. So it was just a little sort of throwaway. Ahaha. That's yeah. that's a cool little thing to chuck in there whilst the main scene is going on in front. But no, yeah. they walk. The camera stops. They walk out of shot, and yeah. the camera focuses on them doing this. And yeah, yeah. It it is not a strong enough joke to be no. the punchline for that scene. And the the scene is only there for that. We don't need to see them leave yeah. the base and watch the helicopter. No. It is only there to pick up on the mime getting shot. So, and if this was the Naked Gun, yeah. it it would be Drebin saying something very seriously. Yeah. Um, just, just absolutely deadpan to create this juxtaposition. But no, it's, it's, it is yeah. like all later scary movies or date movies or whatever. It's just, hey, here's a thing. Yeah, here's just a thing we thought okay. of. And there were also long stretches where nothing funny is happening. And I don't mean bad jokes. Like yeah. nothing funny. They're not trying to make jokes. They were just yeah. like they couldn't figure out how to reference Sister Act and do jokes. So they just don't do jokes instead and just have Sister Act play out for a bit. Yeah. And it's like. Oh God, it's I, very I, dispiriting, <laughs> and it, it is not even a, a, a time thing because the Zuckers around the same time that this was made, the Zuckers mm. were making basketball. Oh right, okay, and 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 <laughs> and basketball is is just full of the, the same, uh, like yeah. the the same precision and the same yeah jokes. Every scene is just wall to wall jokes yeah. sight sight gags one-liners things that pay off at the end of the scene it's just yeah everything is like a it's like a it's like a, a like an orchestral movement yeah it, every all these multiple parts playing at the same time and coming to yeah. a crescendo you can't really say that friedberg and seltzer killed the parody movie or that you know it had its time and we moved on because if you look at the big list of you know all the parody movies you'll find that the hit rate is pretty similar for the 70s and 80s and the stuff that was made, you know, subsequently. For oh, every okay. Shaun of the Dead, you've got Date Movie. You know, for every Deadpool or 22 Jump Street, 21 Jump Street even, you know, you've got Holmes and Watson. So, you know, yeah. there's equal number of shit and great stuff being made at the same time. It's just that Freeberg and Seltzer spawned an altogether more dispiriting kind of bad parody movie. And it just... Yeah. The stuff they do, epic movie and such... 
it feels more aggressively off-putting than Loaded Weapon mm. 1 or Repossessed, you know, the bad movies of yesteryear. And yeah. Spy Hard does feel like the thin end of that wedge. It does feel like they're yeah. finding their feet. Yeah. It, the, it's the kind of movie that makes me wonder, or rather the, the legacy now of the date movie, superhero movie, and so on. Did we establish this superhero yeah. movie and epic movie are different? Yeah, uh, yeah. Superhero movie is the odd one because superhero movie was um, meant to be just be called superhero exclamation mark like airplane. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they changed it to fit to capitalize on <laughs> tragically. Yeah. Um, yeah. They 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 that... changed it in order to capitalize on the epic movie date movie fucking things that were. That's happening. it. Yeah. So that, that was yeah. kind of different. Um, it was actually a superhero movie. Had who was it now? It had one of the Zuckers. Yeah, that's it. Um, but it was written and directed by this guy, Craig Mazin, who uh, was a scary movie guy. It's demoralizing because what? I thought I recognized the name. Craig Mazin wrote Scary Movie 3. Yeah. Scary Movie 4. Mm-hmm. Superhero Movie. Wrote The Hangover yeah. Part 2 and Part 3. Then he made, created, executive produced, and wrote... Chernobyl. What? Yeah. And now he's working on the Last of Us 2 thing. Sorry, the Last of Us thing. Fuck me. So he's he's done he's done the opposite of Leslie Nielsen. He's the (laughs) he's the anti Nielsen. He's spent his whole life doing shitty comedy. Turns out that he's an unparalleled genius with dramatic pieces. He also did Identity Thief with fucking, um, you know, the... Um, yeah, Jason don't Bay do comedy. Mac- don't ever yeah. do comedy, Greg Mason. Worst te- dreadful comedy man made one of the best TV shows of the last 10 years. Fuck me. Jesus. Also, also really fuck you because that face was a... My recording has stopped or I haven't been recording this <laughs> oh, the whole <Jesus>. time. <laughs> Piece of shit. That was just me being having my world rocked by Greg Mason. Fuck me. Maybe Aaron... <laughs> Not maybe by a destroyed Celt- recording. Maybe Seltzer and Friedberg, if they ever set their fans to drama, would make Breaking Bad again. It's just... <laughs> Fuck. Maybe, well, <laughs> I'm not going to lament our loss to the comedic zone. <laughs> and, and, and this is the thing, because I, I just constantly wander and get more and more demoralized. And yeah. How are they letting them make these? Who's giving them the money to Can't do this? Well, somehow they've stopped. Because, you know, Star Wars, was, Star Wars was meant to happen in 2017 and just didn't. And there's no, like, news. Like, it got cancelled. It's almost as if yeah. they're still, you know, Francis Ford Coppola-style out in the wilderness sending film fans <laughs> back every now and then. So Waiting to become knows. actual Jedis. <laughs> we've got actual Paris Hilton this time. Anyway, look, we've got to, we've got to move on to Quickfire. It's, it's a bad film. And it's kind of, it's a disappointingly bad film. It's, yeah. it's one of those films that makes you feel like, oh, you should never go back. You know, you should never <laughs> go back to the things you loved as a kid. Although it's useful too, because Christ knows, maybe in recent memory we've referred to Spy Hard as a good film at some stage, and we can yeah, be cured there, there of that a, particular error. <laughs> there was genuinely a time when I was going to use this for a one better thing, and I checked it and saw the reviews and went, "Oh, better not. I'll, yeah. I, I will, I will wait." And that's actually why I suggested us do this because, oh right, well, I can find this out. I get, to, I get to revisit <laughs> this and know for sure whether this would have been a legit, yeah, one better thing. No. Well, we have one better things to talk about in a bit, so we will focus on the fact that there are still great movies that hold up. So before that, let's quickfire the things that this actually did manage to get right. Quickfire. Look, I, I did like the timing of I'm Always Ready and then opening the briefcase immediately yeah. and the papers flying out. It was it, mm. it's, it's such a stupid chain of events. Mm. 
yeah. why he why he just opened that and the pe- yeah made me laugh. Oh, good. In stuff. spite of or because of, <laughs> I will say it's, it's cool. um mo- well, almost all of my quick fires are down to performance and not the script. It's interesting. Almost all of them are yeah. about because somebody did a funny thing, and my mm. first one is just oh, I always like seeing Mister T. There's never gonna be a time when I'm unhappy to see Mister T. He's just lovely. No, and he's here. Great. <laughs> I'm never never gonna pity the the appearance of Mister Tim. <laughs> I thought that was going to lead into Never Gonna Give You Up, and I thought, maybe Rick rolled on a podcast? <laughs> what is this, the late noughties? There are people alive yep. today who have no idea what the fuck Rick Rolling is. I am still... Like, I, I know what it is, but I would never be confident enough to do it to anyone. Because <laughs> there's, there's a big chance that I'd do it, and someone would go, that's not Rick Rolling, you clown! <laughs> You've got to put your thumb up your butt! Give the podcast anyway, back. In any case, we've all just lost the game. So, let's... <laughs> You're all doing so well, but let's uh, let's move on with your next quick fire. When he's coming down in, in the parachute from mm. the helicopter at the beginning, yeah, uh, there's, there's a couple of things there. I, I think it's just the good editing. Um, he's, yeah. he's 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 coming to ground with the parachute on, and he's yeah. he's pouring himself a brandy, and he just chucks the bottle, and it's like a hard cut yeah. to the thing smashing a jogger on the head and him dropping immediately. Um, yeah, and I, quite, I like the speed of that. And then when he's lighting a cigar, mm. he he throws the, the lighter up. It's another hard cut to it just pinging through the parachute. And I just really liked the, the quick succession of shots okay. to convey what was going on. And that yeah. quick sort of... Made me laugh. Right. <laughs> That's good because I did find the performance of the guy who has to get hit by the bottle and fall was a little awkward for me. If you watch it, if you watch him, he's just a little clumsy in the way he goes. And I'd really appreciate a Grown Ups 2 style... Coming yeah. from him. It just happened in silence. Quite... I quite liked the awkwardity. Okay. Mm. Awkwardity. Yeah. <laughs> it's great awkwardity to that man. <laughs> I'll have a similar moment from very shortly after. We're going through this pretty slow. It indicates there's, you know, some stuff in there we like. Mm. Um, takes his parachute off, Reprising. runs off away. The parachute catches fire as if, like, in self-destruct. Yeah. And that was that was funny, the idea that the parachute would catch fire just in case enemy would get, hold, get their hands on it. That is good. No, I, I, I liked... I forgot about the mime joke actually, and I did like it. Ah, good stuff. Well, you gotta love that. Set up and punchline. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all you need in a joke. Those are the bits. That's how it works. Now, Andy Griffith was the star of a one better thing that I can't remember what movie it was for. Was it for Babe Ruth when I talked about Face in the Crowd, the Elias Cameron? Yeah, film? it is. It was. I think it was because he played that guy. He played the the Trump like essentially, but like back in the fifties. <laughs> um. And he was brilliant in it. And here he is here. And I was like, oh, great. I get to see him in another thing. And they didn't write any jokes for him. It's really no. good. It's not that he wasn't funny. Literally, his dialogue contains almost no jokes. No. You know, it's weird. But one of the things I did quite like is when he gets on the um, the helicopter to take off and there's like a flight attendant there. And it's like, eh. Enjoy destroying the world, sir. Thank you, ma'am. I will. <laughs> Just this really awkward kind of dad way. Yeah. And that, yeah, I quite like that. That was good. Talent, talent yeah. shines through. Um, yeah, it's still in the first five minutes of the movie, friend. Uh, the mm. I haven't got many more after this. I like the first twenty okay. minutes. It's quite, it's it's top heavy. <laughs> after that, I st- actually I stopped making notes after um, the sister act a bit. <laughs> you got far. <laughs> I did well, admirably. Um, I, I I like the friendly jaw bump with the bone cracking FX. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's a it's just That's a nice good. little moment. Come here, sport. Yeah, agreed. It was good. She she played it well. Yeah. She um yeah that was good. 
Um, okay, in the Weird Al Yankovic song, which isn't a bad song, it's quite good. It wasn't as funny as I remembered, but it was all right. Yeah. There's a moment where, it's hard, this is going to be hard to describe, there's like women silhouettes like swimming around in the background, mm. and one of them just kind of comes up like this, <laughs> like really scrabbling up the screen, and that really made me laugh. <laughs> Because it was on it, because all the rest were moving quite slowly. Yeah, and she just sort of fucking ambles across. <laughs> it was yeah, it was amusing. Like I don't know, like a frog, a frog waddling across the screen or something. It was very unerotic <laughs> and very humorous. And because of that, it was doubly erotic, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I got turned on by how funny it was. Okay, cool. And that's why they won't let me see Stuart Lee anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that uh, Weird, Al, Weird Al's head explosion was pretty good. That looked good. It's um, yeah, looks chunky. Yeah, it's pretty good. Always love a good head explosion. That one, that one went well. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't CGI it like uh, Matthew Broderick would insist. <laughs> um, and his head explosions in that family film. <laughs> uh, I did I did actually like Andy Griffiths when he's... When mm. General Rancor's back and he sends his little tape yeah. to the Spy Hard crew. Um, yeah. He goes, you, you thought that you... you Blew off my arms. Well, that's not true. I got plenty of arms. And then it pans out to him sh- and then showing all these different arms. Just really good delivery. Right. Really good performance from Andy Griffiths there. All Steele did was blow off a couple of arms. That's no biggie, no big thing. Now I got plenty of arms. Big arms. Pretty arms. <laughs> I got arms up the wazoo. Okay, I'll have two moments from Barbara Dahl's arrest. Uh, one is when she snaps away her hood to reveal her perfect hair underneath. Yes. It's just kind of, not funny, but like it just kind of went, ooh, awesome. That's good. You're cool. That's a nice little... That was like a goodness. Yeah. That was a nice moment. And then when she gets arrested, Brad Garrett, Fat Casper, um, comes in. <laughs> Brad and, um, Fat like, tells Casper her to... Garrett. <laughs> As he likes to be called. Um, <laughs> he comes in and then she reaches for a gun and he says, Don't even think about it. Point the gun down. That don't even think about it. Like really yeah. snappy and harsh. And then the joke is that it's actually a little person yeah. with that voice. And <laughs> but Brad Garrett gives a great performance. Yeah, credit where credit's due. Oh fuck yeah! When Dick Steele, WD forty, use the name Paul. He um his his old <laughs> his old buddy um from the force comes to recruit him for this new mission. There's like a stupid yeah. escalation of manly slapping each other on the shoulder. Um. It mm. just quickly uh, descends into punching oh, yeah, headlock and then snapping yeah. his neck. And then once he's snapped his neck, yeah. they just stop and they're like, "Oh, oh. yeah," and he's completely fine. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy yeah. that. It was the right kind of silly for me. Oh, that's good. Um, a good physical gag that was also Ooh. left in the background for the most mm. part is um, two guards stood on either side of a door. Suddenly, a tr- a, tr- a group of people come in through the door, push the doors open really far, and both guns go through <laughs> the door. Um. Just good pacing, and it reminded me again of one of the better parodies, a joke that they would make, because the the doors open really fast and hard. This uh, the the thing you were just talking about that wasn't with the uh, the the love interest where she does that slow motion turn and smile into the door. No, okay, no, cool. that I did I did have that. That was very good. I felt she uh, was she gave a good performance there. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. So the the love interest she she smiles and back at Leslie Nielsen, and then as she turns, it's very it's all in slow motion. And she yeah. turns back and smashes face into the door, then falls into luggage. And the yeah. fact that it's in slow motion makes it so much more awkward and clumsy. And yeah. like a uh like it feels like it could be helped, but everything is so shit about this situation that it just keeps descending. That was yeah. a good good decision. Good. 
good slow-mo choice. It was. Um, Leslie Nielsen's face and uh, noises that he makes when he's slow-motion running in the In the Line of Fire flashback. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I quite liked his face just jangly rattling around the place as he goes, Meh. Uh, yeah, uh, it was it was quite Homer Simpson. I um, yeah, I like that. I thought you were gonna say it's quite homosexual. <laughs> oh, okay, very homosexual. I'm trying to get that <laughs> off the ground. It's like an adjective meaning good. <laughs> homosexual. Oh, stereotypes. <laughs> On the plane, the long, confusing order mm. of the drink. Um, when it it then just cuts oh, yeah. to the stewardess's just yes. utterly bemused face. She was great. Yeah, it's yeah, not I even a reaction. It's just dead behind the eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she just yeah, she doesn't give like a. What kind of face? It's just utter hostility. It was really, <laughs> really good. I, I had yeah. that as well. Okay, just before the Scottish-Russian assassin um, tries to take a shot at Leslie Nielsen, um, oh, he's yeah. telling her the story of um, his uh, old girlfriend dying, and she completes his thought by saying, She died. Yes, I know. I was just getting to that. That was good delivery from Nielsen. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> um, speaking of good, ri- good delivery... Devery, you racist. Speak, well, yeah, that says a lot more about you. Oh, shit, George Lucas. Than it does the disgusting people from this country coming over here. <laughs> the good delivery where after the ridiculous sister act beer and they're rushing down the road on the gurney and Leslie Nielsen goes, oh, I think I love you. And uh, yeah. she goes, but what about my father? Well, I like him. I just have to get to know him better. It's yeah. classic <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. Um, it's pretty good thoroughly deadpan just so fucking charming yeah a moment that i thought was really good for comedy grammar in in editing was um the old friend guy surprises leslie nielsen and he turns out of a golf club and goes yeah yeah and then he gets over it and then they're like god we go back a long way don't we yeah <laughs> and we get a quick flashback of the exact same moment yeah that was, uh, and then we we go into it and leave it so quick that it, it barely stops like flittering going in. So then it yeah. starts flittering coming out, and it was yeah very well timed. Oh, good stuff. I like that. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm. I was sort of surprised, laughing and looking at Nell as if to say, "Are you liking this or judging me?" I I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. Um, <laughs> Keeping a relationship working is hard. <laughs> Spy hard is a constant obstacle. <laughs> This will be brought up in, in court proceedings 10 years from now. <laughs> and everyone will just go, oh, rum, 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 rum. and that's when I knew I had to kill him. Smashing the gavel on my face. <laughs> order, order, order. <laughs> Even though the stupid sound effects while they're pulling faces is, yeah. such, a, is such a decline, oh. such a sad moment for Leslie Nielsen. The, yeah. the, the <laughs> final one where he pauses, leans in and just pulls his eyes down and pushes his nose up yeah. it's just so fucking stupid I I, I I laughed and kudos for him to committing <laughs> to the bit you just went insane like, you had fully lost it at that stage yeah <laughs> the man <laughs> oh no <laughs> but Paul it's just the, 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 the film it's so funny Spy, Spy Hard finished 78 hours ago yeah <laughs> And now he's the Joker. Everything burns. <laughs> uh-huh. um, that was the <laughs> lamest version of his backstory that he gives. Do you want to know how I got these scars? I watched Spy Hard. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> <laughs> so, no, Sid James is the Joker. Yeah, okay. When he's uh, sitting contemplating his lost love and he has a picture of her and it's her as she's about to die falling off the cliff. That's yeah. um, I'm sure that's a Zucker Abrahams joke. 
I can't quite put my finger on it, but I'm so sure it is. And they really get the fucking mileage out of that joke later on, where they've got, like, he's got the picture of the assassin, and she's in the exact same outfit that she's wearing in the scene. And, ugh, it's overused, but it was a good gag the first time, even if they have stolen it from somewhere better. Do you know what? I also highly recommend, if, if you do have time, there's only six episodes of Police Squad ever made, and they're all so fucking brilliant. It was before Naked Gun. Yeah, I need to. I need to watch those. If, if you and Nell have any appetite for parody left, I highly recommend them. They're just pure that style of humor. I always have appetite for parody, Paul. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for an amused spoof. Oh, what? <laughs> so, the Pulp Fiction dance. Ugh. Um, there's a move there where he's got a tipped over and he just... Sh- shaking her up and down and every time oh, yeah, yeah. they go down her neck cracks or makes a horrible like cartilage yeah. gristle sound and it just it goes on for so long yeah. um i did enjoy that that's good maybe had a bit of an- anti-comedy about it i was so fucking embarrassed by that scene i don't think i even watched it i had to look away so it's I averted such a my eyes scene. mr herzog um he calls he he picks up the phone and he says get me washington george dc uh, just the yeah. operator tried was offered to get him George Washington. <laughs> the 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 secretary to the director is oh yeah she lusts after Dick Steele and yeah it's Money Penny ah uh, yeah okay well anyway that's yeah. that's that's set up a few times and uh, mm. later on I, I guess it, yeah the director gets gets a phone call and it's she's yeah. fielding it and she goes director Dick Luscious Lips Steele is on the line yeah <laughs> it's I think I think there's just something so ungainly about the the phrase and the fact that yeah. she. She's just so thoroughly <laughs> besotted with him that she she would even do that with the director is great, oh, and he and he's yeah, fine. He doesn't big. doesn't bat an eyelid. It's just oh yeah okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, I mean it's always been amusing how bemused M has been with Money Penny's flirting with Bond. Yeah, it's just like when you're quite finished. So it's picking up on that dynamic. Well, um okay, I'm gonna pick out a player I really like. I really like the actor playing Kabul, the taxi driver. Oh, yeah. He um. He does some outrageous things with his hair, but generally, I just like his energy. I'm Kabul. Agent WD-40? Ah. Get in, get in. In the car. He's got this sort of really yeah. positive shirt, anything. And, you know, has a couple of good line deliveries. So, hmm. yeah, I think he was good. Good on Bad him. jokes, but good deliveries. I mean, what, what, do you, what would you expect? You just got to work with it. Well, let's let's have a go. I remember one of his jokes. It's, um, he picks up the necklace and he goes, ah, do you recognize it? No. Let's see if we can deliver that. See if you can do funnier than that. So, okay. um, you be him. You go, ah. Ah. Do you recognize it? No. That's pretty good. <laughs> Maybe I got the wrong, I got the wrong tempo on the no there. Maybe it has to be more <laughs> deadpan. No. Or, no. That's pretty good. No. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you lean into it as Sean, uh, yeah. Sean Pegg. Simon Pegg way. Just, No. <laughs> Richard Ayuadi style. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Good. No. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> the Farnsworth approach. Oh, Christ. And also, um, the guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're tailing a guy. And he comes over when he notices them because he puts on his um his cousin's uh album. Um, mm. Again, good delivery from this guy. It's a crap joke. But the, the guy comes over. Um, and checks the car and they've sneaked out so he just sees a car driving all by itself and he's happy with that and goes back to what he was doing yeah that's that's quite a good concept i like that yeah just before sister act 
I got three left now. Well, okay. Well, speaking of sister act, mm. uh, I did like the the head sister. That's what they're called. Yeah. Uh, she had a very discerning, scrutinizing face, and oh, yeah. um, it was a mean old face. And I liked how she used it. <laughs> she used I like it your well. face and how you use it. <laughs> no deal. Um, I like uh, the fact that the automated computer woman was um, actually reading off of her watch as she's giving the countdown. Uh, we yes. get a reveal of her. It's just a woman at a desk. It's not a computer. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was quite amusing. That was good. Yeah. I feel like Austin Powers stole that. <laughs> oh, they may Fucking have. Yeah. Austin Powers took from... That was their Jim Jamoosh moment was taking from <laughs> Spy Hard. Jim Jamoosh only ever mentioned in this podcast in the context of stealing things now. <laughs> Well, he, he he makes he's too consistently good, so he doesn't. He's not going to come up all that often. <laughs> and he hasn't got a funny yeah. enough voice like Werner Herzog, so <laughs> <laughs> he does if we make him, Paul. <laughs> I'm Jim Jarmusch. Steal everything. I was definitely going for that. I was definitely, <laughs> definitely going for Lynch Breen. Yeah, his hair kind of implies it. <laughs> yeah, surely he's he's a bit of a weird, like like um discreet kind of guy. You don't hear from him all that much. It's David Lynch. Yeah, and Neil Breen. Okay. Um. So I've got one more. Um, okay. The the car, uh, the gurney, and all the cars piling up at the mm. crossroads. And as I go past, you just hear a sort of. Yeah. Which uh, always a big, always a big fan of that kind of delivery. Yeah. The uh, the off-screen <laughs> or ADR yell. Yeah, that's always good stuff. Um, I have two action beats. You get some good mm. kicks from Harden in the final uh, mm-hmm. fight. She's doing some good kicking. And then Mischievous, she has this thing where she's fighting someone, and then at the end, having failed to hurt him, she gives him a good punch in the head, and he goes flying back into some barrels. Yes. And the punch looked really good. A good effect as well, just whipping him back into the barrels. Yes, he just sort of flew backwards, and that was impressive. Yeah, it was like Street Fighter or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it was good stuff. Cool. So that's oh, that's it. That's us quick fired. So how about the OG team? The OG team. The OG team. OG um, did get in touch. The so Simpsons Index, Elliot and or BT uh, said the Weird Al opening is worth the price of admission. Everything else <laughs> is gravy. Yeah. Um, gravy if you did try to eat it entirely as it's on its own. <laughs> dry without water. <laughs> Just um, got the Oxford cube and started chewing on it. <laughs> I, I would have thought the same, Elliot or BT, but a rewatch, unfortunately, has, has been the undoing of this. Yeah. <laughs> Cinema Bushido, Matt or BT said, is this the one that has the Mentos toilet escape scene? That was a great scene. The Mentos what? Mentos toilet escape scene. I don't think it was. That mu- mm. Naked Gun 33 and a third has prison, but no, I don't think so. No. no. But I'm curious now. I want to watch curious, this. I'm curious, yeah. Find out what this is. <laughs> Smashy Slashy at Smash Trails seconds the Weird Al track. Oh yeah, yeah. Thirded, fourth. It was good. Weird yeah. Al. I think you should check him out in in Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> His best role. The peak. <laughs> Yanker peak. And um, John John the Wise says anything Leslie Nielsen is probably going to be amazing. I love this movie. Uh, Naked Gun. Dracula dead and loving it. He can't miss with me. Oh God, Mel Brooks as well. We throw him in the mix. Yeah, and, uh, we Oof. get some mixed results. But um. No, I used to love all of this stuff, but now it has narrowed a little bit. My favorite Nielsen's to, you know, air, <laughs> to airplane, police squad, um, <laughs> the Naked Guns. Yeah, that might be it. He's is is he in Hot Shots? No, he's not. No, he's not. Is he? No. no. Ryan Styles is though, Paul. Sorry. 
Ryan Stiles is, though. Oh, well, there you go. That's all you need. Yeah. He's what everyone thought Leslie Nielsen would be. Like a gurning yeah. clown. But he's good at that. Yeah. So, so that's good. <laughs> and those good things were great, OG team. Thanks so much, OG team. You! It's time to talk about the one better thing. I guess. The one better thing. Having shown my wonderful soulmate all these these parodies and then they're progressively getting better uh, and, and, yeah. and just about reclaiming some what little respect there was um, already in this relationship. <laughs> Love it. I, I thought, okay, they're pretty good, but it's especially with Hot Shots, um, mm. they, they do date very easily for a couple of reasons, mostly because mm. the spoofing is, is, is using very sort of flavor of the month topics. Um, right. So I started to think, yeah, what modern spoof is there? Like what? last 10, mm. 10 years or so uh, have we had like a, a really good spoof that isn't going to date too well um, isn't going to date too badly sorry <laughs> um, right <laughs> I meant well and Charlie Brooker's BBC crime spoof series A Touch of Cloth oh right yeah is, yeah. is a perfect example of this the only the only way you can date this is yeah. by the constant Piers Morgan jokes which we yeah. show up in, in literally every episode um, from John Howe dry heaving a, a photo of him, and then um, it, it sort of being a misdirected. You thinking it's it's at this uh, this corpse that's just been brutalised, and then it's just the Piers Morgan right. picture again, <laughs> and he sort of struggles to turn it over yeah. so he doesn't have to look at it anymore. <laughs> yeah, John Hanna plays uh, Detective Jack Cloth in, uh, and it's like done in the, the BBC crime style, like Luther mm. one one season per year and two episodes per season. Um, he's yeah. a He's a bit of a like drunken, dead deadbeat cop who's just seen it all and has no love left for anything, and he's brought back into the fray by um, DCI an old man, <laughs> and and they go yeah like, you know solving these these dark gruesome crimes, but it's fully in in the spirit of um, airplane naked gun. Everything is a sight gag. Every every line has something in it. Yeah, like. When I watched Naked Gun for the first time and just couldn't not be overjoyed at how much fun it was having and how much it reveled yeah. in the silliness of it all, Touch of Cloth gets that exactly right. Um, it's it's such a great yeah. cast with um John Hanna and Saran Saran Jones, uh Navin Chowdhury mm. who and uh, Adrian Bauer, both of who are in Teachers. Um, right. you've also got Julian Ryan Tut in there from Green Wing. It's just yeah, it. it's it's a really really great show yeah in terms of recent parody movies you do have stuff like the jump street movies which are really good and the, the million ways to die in the west which we liked and we no, could do with probably re-watching. no one else does yeah and no one else does i think we could probably uh, i think you could call deadpool a fairly good parody of the uh superhero movie genre in its own way yeah. as well as being a fairly good example of it so there are movies out there that are like that but yeah i i'm gonna go back into the past with this because i'm gonna go back to those original three guys jim abraham's uh, and brothers David and Jerry Zucker, who made mm. Airplane, Police Squad, and just all this wonderful stuff, and eventually, you know, Naked Gun. And it's it's dispiriting how they all kind of drifted apart and didn't have as much success as they did when they were together. And, you know, you wonder mm. if they'd be able to p- pull out something amazing if they all got together again. But nevertheless, they were gold when they were working back in the um, 1980s. And one yeah. of the films they made, which actually gets somewhat underseen, is Top Secret. Um, Top Secret is, uh, and that's the thing about Spy Hard is it's redundant because they already parodied spy movies really well. Only this is more spy yeah. movies of World War Two and Cold Era, uh, Cold War kind of era, and it's a um, a 
Nick Rivers, an American rock star, um, who's played by Val Kilmer, who has a hit single, Skeet Surfing, which is this idea of playing skeet while surfing. And there's a brilliant bit where it shows, like, the charts and all of the songs are to do with skeet. It's really weird, but it's... He gets invited to travel to East Germany as part of some sort of cultural event, and obviously everyone therefore wants him to do spy stuff. Um, yeah. You've got an incredible cast going on around him, which includes Omar Sharif, Peter Cushing, Michael, <laughs> Michael Gove, uh, pre-Batman, and um, yeah, other people as well. And um, oh, just great performance. Like Lucy Gutteridge as the love interest is just great. And it's it's just very silly and surprising. It does that wonderful mm. thing of the silliness of it, where it just surprises you. There's a little moment where um, they they're trying to escape, and they run past a bunch of bicycles, and um, the love interest says, "Get rid of their bikes!" And he shoos the bikes away as if they were horses, and the bikes will go neigh <laughs> and sort of ride off on their own as he's shooing them off. And it's just so weird that it catches you by surprise and really makes oh, you laugh. Great. And great physical gags, pl- wordplay. And just yeah. a kind of silly sense of humor, which, yeah, just really, really gets to me. But, I mean, I really think, I've I've recently watched things like The Naked Gun and especially The Police Quad mm. television show. I watched that at the beginning of lockdown. It just holds up. Oh, cool. It's just really yeah. funny. <laughs> so, yeah, just little bits of wordplay like, um, oh, he was married, one child, that didn't work out, so he married a full-grown woman. <laughs> Yeah. It's just so dumb. I love Fuck it. Me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's 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 silliness. Uh, like ultimate silliness, but smart as well. Yeah, like, exactly. Not cynical. Have <laughs> Yeah. And even though Airplane will just stop the movie in order to do a, a, a spoof of Saturday Night Fever, first of all, the spoof is great. <laughs> it, it, it like makes yeah. fun of all the the bit where Ted Stryker takes his jacket off and throws it into the crowd and then strikes his pose and someone throws the jacket back at him. Yeah. <laughs> so funny because it's playing oh. on it it's not just like doing the dance from pulp fiction it's it's like yeah. oh fuck it anyway it, it's yeah, great exactly. all of these old movies are great and i highly recommend checking them out especially top secret fuck yeah okay i just reached over to stop my recording there um <laughs> <laughs> which we're thinking bye everyone oh christ and that was the one better thing so paul how can people find out about Top Secret, but also us? Watch Top Secret. All the clues are there. We were playing you all along. <laughs> Gave you all the clues, Mr. It was a... <laughs> Fuck. No. Yeah, all you need to do is open up your Harry Holes and jump right in. <laughs> and we'll be there, just just waving, just waiting for, for you to get it. The twist was um, we were there the whole time. Um also there the whole time is the weekly call for the OG team. We put out the call on Twitter and Facebook. If you do have good things to tell to say about bad movies, specifically the ones we're going to watch that week. That would be better, yeah. We don't have all day just to be <laughs> sitting around. All fucking day. <laughs> Why don't you just fucking tell us about wrongfully accused? I've been covering it. What are you doing? <sighs> well, Mel Gibson's The Patriot if you, if you... was problematic. We know. <laughs> Jeez. We didn't even fucking say. Yeah, oh, protesting too much, I think. We're not... No, damned if you do and damned if you don't at this stage. These guys are defending the Patriot. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I will just say, keep Patriot to, to our Patriot Day that we have every week. And you can join um, us on our Patriot-on. Um, it's uh, the equivalent because... of a Patreon. 
where we only talk about Mel Gibson's The Patriot. It's the reason it comes up so often in our podcast, um, people at home, is it is just here. It's the thing. So it's just like- in my eyeline. And I like that you, you held it up and showed it to the camera as if the people at home <laughs> would just get visual Wait, they're not seeing this? this? Why am I doing my makeup uh... every week? <laughs> Six hours That's, this I takes. Thought, I'm I thought Andy you just respected my taste. <laughs> Six hours in makeup to look like this. <laughs> I have been paying you fewer compliments of late, and that's on me. I yeah, I apologise, and I apologise to you, the listeners at home, for the fact that you're not currently listening to our Patriot themed podcast, Patriot <laughs> Games. And, um, I just We're not to about squeeze that in there. Yeah, we we have a Patreon where for as little as a dollar a month, <laughs> you can you can find out all our Patriot games. Yeah, which is to say, an X Men Apocalypse pitch from me, <gasps> and very soon. From Paul this week from actually me? This, this guy week. yeah this week yeah wait what and Paul oh, shit go on, go on Paul I know you said you said no last time and I'm just <laughs> it's just a bit it's just a bit but go on tell him the tell him the title this time around go on oh he's not gonna listeners at home he's, he's not, not gonna, gonna. Do it. this is just a sneaky little Paul's pitch and you're gonna get that if you <laughs> sign up to Patreon for as little as a dollar a month um we've just released a sexy personality quiz fuck would you yeah. rather fuck Sebastian Stan or Anthony Mackie. <laughs> Find out here. <laughs> Just here where my finger is. No, look at my where my finger is pointing. Just there. Look at the finger. Look at the finger. It's pointing at the Patriot. You just got patriotized. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. You just got Rick patrioted. So, dumb bitch. Yeah, so you dumb motherfuckers who just got patrioted. Fuck all of you. <laughs> Piss off. Bye. I'm Paul Salt. And I'm me. And remember, the one good thing about Mel Gibson's The Patriot <laughs> is... <laughs> That's a hell of a lot better, and a lot funnier, actually, than <laughs> than Spy Hard. But also Spy Hard, the thing about that is, there's a bit where a woman punches a guy for a barrel, and it's great. Watch it for that. <laughs>